to the Friday, January 18th edition of Between the Horns, everybody. Miles Simmons here to take you through the practice week as the LA Rams get ready to head to New Orleans to take on the Saints for the NFC Championship game. And we'll begin with the running backs again, but at least this time, we're not talking about injuries. So with Todd Gurley back in the lineup last week, he and C.J. Anderson combined to put up a staggering 238 of the Rams' 273 rushing yards against the Dallas Cowboys in that 30-22 victory. So a big part of the conversation surrounding the Rams' offense this week has been that partnership between the two backs and how they were able to work so well together. And that's not always the case for a starring player like Gurley when a new guy comes in. But cornerback Akib Tlaib, who's gotten to know Gurley pretty well this season, set out why it has worked for both players. We predicated on uh, we, not me, you know, so it's we, not me, man, so... So I understand this. He like it. I mean, he, he actually like it, you know, so he happy with it. He fresh. Gurley and Anderson also addressed why their partnership works so well in their respective press conferences this week. Just football, man. Can't do it all by yourself ever. This one one man team and it's good to have, have him. You know, I got hurt for a reason and it seems like that was one of the missing pieces we was missing and he came in, did his thing, and he's still doing his thing. So, I don't know, man. It's just how I was brought up. And I don't care how we win. We can win these next, the next game 2-0. But um, yeah, it doesn't matter who's, who's making plays. As long as we win, and honestly, I could, I could care less. I think we, re- we respect each other's games. You know, we respect each other as players, um, what I've done in this league and what he's done in this league and what he have accomplished and what have I. And, um, you know, I ask questions, he asks questions. I think that would help us. I, I think also just knowing him a little bit, you know, in our times of, you know, playing in the league and playing running back, knowing him a little bit, having a relationship helps. But um, I think seeing how he works and seeing how it works, I think um, it puts us together and it's been going well so far. I don't think anybody is surprised by Gurley's production anytime he's on the field. I mean, he's considered one of the best backs in the league for a reason. But with Anderson, it's still pretty remarkable that he's averaged 140 yards rushing in his three games since joining Los Angeles. And it's not like all of that has come in one game. I mean, his lowest total as a Ram was last week, and even that was 123 yards rushing. So on Thursday, a reporter asked Anderson about being cut three times in 2018 before finding his solid role with LA. I just think circumstances and timing, you know, Denver was cap space, Carolina put, you know, put their faith in Christian McCaffrey, who had a hell of a year, arguably might be the offensive player of the year this year and then um, Oakland get two alignment hurt and they got to protect their franchise quarterback for their future so it's just the circumstance and the timing and it was just my turn um, that year I think that was the difference um, obviously with all those three teams um, you know all GMs all head coaches said the same thing didn't want to let me go but that's kind of how it worked The Saints will definitely present a challenge against the run, though, as they finish fourth in the league in rushing yards allowed and second, giving up an average of only 3.6 yards per carry. But, I mean, we know what the Cowboys were last week, number five coming in against the run, and we saw what the Rams did there. So here's what Todd Gurley had to say about the Saints' run defense. They got great players. Um, Klein, you know, PJ, um, Sean, um... Cam Jordan, so, um, but at the end of the day, you know, we have a game plan, and it's just going to come down to who's the most physical and and who don't turn the ball over and who can put the most points on the board, so um, it's just going to be one of those games. 
Shifting gears a little bit, last week, Jared Goff said he knows that quarterbacks are often judged by what they're able to do in the postseason, since that is a big part of what cements their legacy. So to that end, Goff was able to get his first playoff victory last week against Dallas. Now that he's 1-1 one one in the postseason, here's what Goff said about what he learned on what it takes to win in postseason football. It's they're always big games, they're always good teams, and there's always big moments that you know require you know poise and, and being you know there for your teammates and, and making the play when it matters. And I felt like on offense, defense, and special teams, we just kept doing that over and over, making those plays when it mattered. The fourth down stop by the defense, um, you know, various open field tackles they made, you know, some of the runs that we had on offense, some of the third down conversions we had. We were good on third down, and I think all that stuff's so important to sustaining drives and, and winning games, especially in the playoffs when you know the other team is likely to capitalize on whatever mistakes you will make. I think we all know that Goff had some struggles after the bye week. Those were well documented, but they also appear to be behind him at this point. So, but with all the extra media attention this week for the LA Rams, over the last couple of days, both Goff and head coach Sean McVay addressed how the 24-year-old signal caller was able to get back on track late in the season. I, you know, it's every once in a while you have a bad game or two, and I think that was the situation there. And um, how many games we've played since then? Probably four, I believe. Arizona, San Francisco. Um, well, I guess the Eagles, Arizona, San Francisco, and then Dallas. So, yeah, feel good in those last four since those. And, and um, you know, there was various reasons why we weren't doing well offensively and, and why I wasn't my sharpest. And feel like we fixed those four weeks ago, and I feel pretty good now. I think we talked about it a little bit, Lindsay. It, it really, sometimes it can be just the, the fact of a ball bouncing one way or the other. You know, the, the quarterback is under such a microscope uh, with every single thing. And, and sometimes if you have a game where, you know, a play that you're aggressive, you try to fit it into a window, two of those times where it gets tipped up and they end up getting picks on those plays where sometimes they go incomplete or you fit it in there for a completion. That's the difference in somebody being evaluated as in a slump, out of a slump. So I think it's such a fine line, but what he's done a good job of is the consistent decision-making down in and down out. I think the ability to distribute the ball and get a variety of playmakers involved, uh, whatever phase of our passing game that we're operating in. Uh, I thought he did do some really good things in the Philly game. And then we talked about really going back to the Chicago game, you know, that, that, that really was, you know, that was a collaborative effort and it started with me there. So I think everybody wants to make a big deal of the way that he was playing, but I think in large part it's because he was playing at such an elite level, he almost became a victim of his own success. But but he really didn't fall off at all. I think it was just some of those things that bounced, you know, one way or the other. And then defensive guys made some good plays. So he settled in. I think he's done an excellent job over the last month of the season. And most importantly, I think our team's in a good place. One thing Goff is definitely going to have to contend with on Sunday is the crowd noise at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And it's not like the Rams haven't played in loud environments. I mean, heck, they even played in the Superdome earlier this year. And of course, they do go to Seattle once a year. But the Rams run game coordinator, Aaron Cromer, he's got a lot of experience in that Superdome, having coached for New Orleans for years. Cromer was coaching the Saints offensive line back when they won the Super Bowl in that 2009 season. So he knows how rocking that environment is going to be in a championship game and how it could affect the Rams communication. The loudest the Superdome has been that, that I was in uh, was a championship game. Don't bring this up to John Sullivan because he was on the Vikings at the time. It's when the Saints beat the, um, the John Sullivan's uh, Vikings um, in the championship game. 
in 2009 season after the 2009, and that was the loudest I've heard it. So we're expecting it to be loud this week. You know, the the, the crowd, they, they love their team, and they're going to pack the place, and they know that they can have an impact in their minds on the game, and so we're expecting that noise. So what does that mean for Jared Goff and the rest of the offense on Sunday? Whenever you're in, in a place like that and it's, it is loud, you know, you obviously can't hear very well and have to use a lot of visual signals and a lot of, you know, visual communication and um, just be on the screws just that much, much, that much more because you can't really communicate the line of scrimmage. You can't get things changed much at the line of scrimmage. So in the huddle, just making sure everyone's on, on the screws and, and knows what they're doing. Aaron Donald was named the Pro Football Writers of America Defensive Player of the Year on Wednesday. And while Donald was the AP Defensive Player of the Year last season and is the favorite to repeat, this is actually the first time that he's won the PFWA award. This week, though, he is focused on getting to quarterback Drew Brees, who is a surefire Hall of Famer. Donald sacked Brees twice in his career, once in 2016 at the Superdome, and then again in 2017 when the Rams defeated New Orleans at the LA Coliseum. So does Breeze do anything special in the pocket to evade defenders? Aaron Donald was asked that on Thursday. Oh, well, anytime you play against a great quarterback like that, you know, he's going to do things that, you know, a typical a normal quarterback ain't going to do. So we know what to expect. Um, you know, we try to do what we got to do to, you know, try our best to make him uncomfortable and get after him and, you know, um, but that we got to stop the run first before we think about rushing the Paris or so. Um, we got two great backs. We got to slow down and try to find a way to stop. And after we do that, we get after the quarterback and trying to put some pressure on him. So. Donald mentioned it there, and it's the same line he often uses. The Rams have to stop the run in order to earn the right to rush the passer. And in this case, that means getting after a pair of backs with a lot of ability and Alvin Kamara and then Mark Ingram. Here's what Donald had to say about what they do to make it tough on defenses. They can do everything. They can bounce out they can run in between the tackles they can catch the ball at the backfield so when you got um then you got two backs that can do the same similar things so you know you just got to try to bottle them up and, and find ways to slow them down and stop them if, if that's in the run game or the pass game so i'm gonna have our hands full with that so but you know like i said we got to get, get a great game plan everybody's flying around everybody's hungry so um you know we're feeling confident Back in the Week 9 loss to New Orleans, the Rams didn't have cornerback Akib Tlaib on the field. He was still on injured reserve then with an ankle injury that really kept him out for half the season. Tlaib's presence has definitely been felt on defense since his return in that Detroit game, and coordinator Wade Phillips expects that to continue on Sunday. Well, it changes. I mean, you know, uh, as you can see, I mean, since the Akib has been back, we haven't given up a lot of big plays in the passing game, so... Um, you know, he helps right there. He helps with communication. Uh, uh, he helps with his talent. And uh, and we don't have to change people around to cover up for a guy that hadn't been playing. So it uh, gives us a, a versatility that we didn't have uh, when he wasn't in there. And I think we've played better since he's been in there. Tlaib himself was also asked about what he feels like he can bring to the defense against New Orleans the second time around. But he said it's more about how the unit as a whole prepares and executes than anything about him as an individual. I think all of us just preparing for the game different. Uh, it's a, a huge game, so everybody's having real sharp meetings, and uh, we all going to bring a little something different to the table. 
Finally, let's get to Sean McVay, who's been one of the more aggressive play callers in the league since becoming a head coach, but especially this season. We saw it last week when McVay elected to go for it on fourth down a couple of times. It was early in the game with a golf QB sneak that was successful, and then in the fourth quarter, too, on fourth and goal from the one, and C.J. Anderson got a touchdown out of that. So on Thursday, McVay was asked about striking a balance between being aggressive but not too aggressive, and here's what he had to say. It it goes back to the communication that exists amongst really our coaching staff and really kind of following our process. And then there is an element where a lot of those decisions, you know, I, I see the stats and different things like that, but so much of it is a product of a gut feel. You know, the one thing I think, especially when you're talking about football compared to some of the other stats where you use those numbers, um, you're talking about 22 moving parts on every single snap, matchups that occur. You know, I get what it says on the fourth and one. Here's what the chart says, different things like that. But if you feel like you're getting good knockoff, you got confidence and a belief in your players to be able to execute, that's more of a gut thing than sometimes it is. Same thing with the QB sneak that we did in Seattle. So I think we are an aggressive team by nature. I think that's our mindset. That's our mentality but you don't want to be reckless so there's an element of making sure that that communication is amongst your coaches where you're utilizing those resources around you but then there's also a feel where man we feel real confident in our players ability to execute and we're going to play you know not fear and failure but but to go attack an opportunity to go win a conference championship with two explosive offenses you've got to expect that we're going to see a couple of situations where Sean McVay and Sean Payton may need to make a decision and we will see just how aggressive they are. So that'll do it for this Friday, January 18th edition of Between the Horns. Miles Simmons saying thanks so much for listening. For continuing coverage of the NFC Championship game, make sure you keep it locked to therams.com. Kickoff between the Rams and Saints will be at noon Pacific on Sunday. Enjoy the game.